there's this thing that's been going on. Uh, I talked about it before. And it has to do with organizations, churches, people who are trying to do right by the world, who are trying to improve the lives of other people and are trying to use the Bible to do so. And a lot of times using traditional viewpoints to do so. And for whatever reason, sex is always such a pillar of these arguments that they make it's it's such a pillar of and just an important so it's so important to them that their views on sex are known and that people abide by what they think they should do sexually and for whatever reason in religion this happens so often and of course oh well two of the biggest ways that it affects people one is just the shame around sex in general. And a lot of times there's a lot of straight couples who are taught so much shame around sex and then eventually, even when they get married, they're still ashamed to have sex with each other. What? Two, kids, even straight kids, grow up with so much shame and guilt around like like wanting to have sex and then maybe even like doing something sexual with by themselves or with someone else and then they're full of shame and guilt and remorse and self-loathing and uh, um uh, just unhealthy 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 emotions and then of course there is such an obsession with any kind of sex that doesn't happen between uh it happen within the the walls of a heterosexual marriage namely gay sex (laughs) there are so many like just really 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 intelligent people who obsess and like think it's so important that their views on what lgbt people do and don't do needs to be known and if it's not known then they're they're not being responsible or they're not really communicating all that they they need to communicate out into the world and for whatever reason instead of focusing on the ways that we can love each other the ways that jesus said like hey anybody who's been cast out and looked down upon and been and been told that they're untouchable or they're an abomination or whatever, like, I'm going to love them. They're welcome at my house. They're welcome with me. Instead of focusing on that, there are so many conservative pastors, and I mentioned them in a past journal entry, two being in my life and in my community, John Mark Comer at Bridgetown Church in Portland, Oregon, and Albert Tate here at Fellowship Monrovia and Fellowship Pasadena, which is the city I currently live in, although I may not live here very much longer. Um, In particular, I... I'm currently in a conversation with John Mark in Instagram DM. So credit him for one being like just an intelligent human being. He's so smart. He's an incredible speaker. He studies, he reads, he knows so much. He remembers so much. And when he speaks, you're just like, whoa, that is a talented dude. And honestly, I think that he's, well, I mean, I haven't, I used to go to his church. I used to go to Solid Rock in middle school and I used to go to, 
at Jesus Church in high school, which is what Solid Rock eventually became. And then John Mark left, and he started Bridgetown. And I honestly, like, over the years, I've just thought, like, John Mark has got to be affirming by now. He's too smart. He's too smart to keep thinking that God cares about gay people falling in love and that God really, really, really wants you to not do that. And on top of that, you got to go preach about it. You got to go tell the gays to stop doing what they're doing. And yes, of course, the... Uh, of the mm, the violence of the message has been toned down um the violence of the message of being gay and being in a same-sex relationship is not okay the violence of it has been brought down by someone like john mark to a point of of we want to like make sure that nobody feels like they're hated or nobody feels like discriminated against or oppressed however the very message that somebody like me can't have the gosh darn rights human rights person rights like just love rights to love somebody else and be loved by somebody else and have a life partner the fact that you believe that is oppressive you're taking away from all that i can be as a human being that is oppression that is oppression and so i've been trying to communicate that to john mark in in my dms i asked him what's bridgetown's stance on homosexuality when gay people will gay people be able to serve will gay people be able to be accepted in your community he didn't answer my questions and said he pointed me to a sermon i talked about this before a sermon given last spring titled Jesus in the Gay Community. I listened to the Jesus in the Gay Community. It was given by a uh, guest speaker. I forget his name. Ty something, I think, from New York. And Ty just kind of like pretended to present both sides of it, but really just brushed over the more progressive side and then spent most of the time talking about why those (laughs) reasons are wrong. under the guise of presenting both sides which just didn't seem very honest i just hit pause on my recording but i restarted rachel i hope you can figure that out um any 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 way i've been having this conversation with john mark and i credit him for talking with me and i'm going to be meeting with another one of the pastors at bridgetown on wednesday tomorrow as well I messaged Church Clarity to make sure that they can update their information on Bridgetown's LGBT policy because currently they their policy that they show for Bridgetown is from a message given in 2014 and 2015. And now clearly there's one from 2019. So let's like update that. Let's make sure people know because Bridgetown is not doing their job of clearly communicating to people who might be interested in coming to the church, who might be interested in listening to their sermons that they blast out to the entire world. They aren't being clear about where they stand about this. And that, as if the belief in itself that same-sex marriage isn't 
is sinful and that I shouldn't be allowed to get married, as if that belief wasn't already damaging enough, the fact that you preach it is even more damaging, the fact that you aren't clear about where your organization stands hurts even more. And then on top of that, you're blasting this message out to as many people as you possibly can by placing it on the internet. You are trying to tell the fucking world that I can't get married and you don't want to take responsibility for that. And I told him that. I told John Mark that. Hey, guess what? You take on a lot of responsibility when you put your sermons online. When you put out a message that says that somebody like me can't have what you can have with your wife that you talk about in your sermons, your smoking hot wife, as you have, as I've heard you describe her in your sermons, you can talk about your family, you can talk about how happy you are, you can talk about your love life, and then turn around and say, hey, Brian, you don't get this. And you're not just saying it to the people in front of you who choose to come to your church. <sighs> You're trying to get that message out to the entire world. John Mark, let me ask you how it would feel if I was trying to put out to the entire world that you can't have what you have with your wife and your family. What if I was saying that? What if I was trying to get Supreme Court justices into power who could take that away from you? What if I was giving money to churches, giving money to politicians, preaching that John Mark shouldn't have a family? And in fact, the family he does have is born out of sin. If I was putting that message out there and people around you were hearing it and people were coming to me to hear it, and they were like, oh, Brian knows what he's talking about. He's honoring God. Like, we need to stop John Mark, this sinner. We need to stop Albert Tate, this sinner, from having this family, having this love. Wouldn't you be upset? Wouldn't you feel oppressed if there were thousands, millions of people who started believing me when I preached that? Preached? the past tense preached wouldn't you feel upset wouldn't you feel oppressed i told john mark it's oppressive putting this message out there causes anxiety depression suicide i have a friend who had a psychotic break over this kind of stuff not that long ago i've heard countless stories of people just not not being able to like be okay with their daily lives because of all the trauma they've dealt with from not being accepted by their families. And the reason they're not being accepted by their families is because people like you are putting the messages out there like the ones that you are. Would you just stop? Would you stop being so obsessed with my life, my love life? Would you just leave it alone? And if you are going to continue to believe what you believe and discriminate against LGBT folks and not be honest about how you discriminate against them, then maybe you shouldn't exist because you're hurting people. And I know the people that you're hurting. And not you shouldn't exist, but maybe the church, the organizations shouldn't exist. I'm not threatening anybody. But man, maybe it'd be better off if like that church didn't exist because you're hurting people. And I'm not going to like... I'm not saying I'm going to like do anything to make it stop existing, but I am going to tell the truth for you. 
If you won't be honest about it, you can't even answer my questions directly. You won't answer it on your website. You won't tell people, hey, just so you know, when you come here, we don't believe that gay people can get married. So you should know that before you get here because, you know, you might get more and more involved. And then when you try to do something and we find out you're gay, then we say you can't do that. And then you feel really, really hurt and you actually want to die. That's what happens when you get when you get so rejected from your entire community. A lot of people, it makes them not want to be here anymore. When you feel like you don't belong anywhere, you feel like you belong to not be alive. (laughs) I didn't say that right. But you know what I mean. Drawing people into your community and then casting them out because you weren't honest about the fact that you didn't want people like them there in the first place drives people to extreme psychotic stress and that stress can result in a lot of terrible things so i told this to john mark and he said so sorry for the hurt and pain caused so sorry didn't even bother bother to put I am before that. I am so sorry. Just so sorry. So sorry. So sorry is what you say when you bump into someone on accident or when you drop a pen and you need to pick it up and it's like next to someone's foot. So sorry. It's not a big deal when you say so sorry. So clearly, people like me and the pain that is caused by this message that a man like this, an intelligent man like this, continues to put out and tries to put out to as many people as he possibly can isn't a big deal to him. He doesn't really care. He brushes it off. So sorry. Well, for me, if, if he's not going to do the right thing, then through Be Free and through entries like this and through conversations and through true church clarity and through empowering myself and empowering other gay people, I am going to try to do the right thing. And that's what I believe I'm doing. That's all.